Hello everyone, Happy New Year and welcome to 2021 and Season 2 of the Searcy Sports Show. I'm your host Nelson Searcy. Whatever platform you are listening on today and wherever you are listening, I hope you are having a fantastic day. It has been quite a while and I do apologize for my absence, but I am back and on a consistent schedule that I can promise. Um, If you follow the show on social media, um, you can find the show by searching the Searcy Sports Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, You will know that I have recently gone through a transitional period in my life to working a new job, um, and that has taken up a lot of my time and headspace. But now that I'm settled in and can create a better schedule for myself, we are back with the show with my foot on the gas pedal, and I am so very excited about that. I don't really like to make resolutions, quote-unquote, but I do have a relative goal for the show in 2021, and that would be 50 shows in the year, which is about one per week. Um, I will be releasing an episode every weekend, with almost all of them coming out on Saturdays around noon, and I want to incorporate some entertaining guests on the show this year, too, um, which I'm also very excited for. So, without further ado, let's get into today's Searcy Storylines, three stories in the sports world that are catching my eye. Our first story of the day comes from the NFL, and it may be the first time ever that the absence of a backup quarterback may be a deciding blow to a team's playoff hopes, and that would be the absence of Ryan Fitzpatrick this weekend from the Dolphins versus Bills game in Week 17. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick um, came down with COVID-19 and will not be playing in this Sunday's game. However, Tua Tagovailoa was supposed to start and will start, um, but I, I just can't help but think that that could be just bad news um, for the Dolphins, just given This year, multiple times, Ryan Fitzpatrick has had to come in and kind of save games for Miami. Um, And if Miami gets into a position against a good Bills team, um, that they, you know, really need to come back or get good performance on the offensive side of the ball. And Tua has not really been an explosive player for them so far this year. Um, Been very safe, consistent, but just not explosive. If they get down at all, um, and they're they're not getting much help from Pittsburgh playing Cleveland as Cleveland is is right on the heels of Miami as well um, because Pittsburgh is sitting multiple starters including Ben Roethlisberger um, so I I would think on paper that the Browns will probably win that game um, which means that that Miami you know kind of almost has to win. Um, so it, Miami just cannot afford to have any poor play from Tua Tagovailoa. So it, it's also a testament to, um, will be a testament to how clutch can Tua be. Um, you know, this is the game where he needs to perform at his highest and he has nothing to fall, you know, the team has nothing to fall back on. Um, as, you know, Fitzpatrick's not a hero, but he has played hero this year for them a few times. So, so if the Dolphins need to be rescued, Tua is on his own this week, so I am excited to see Tua play. I really hope he does well um, and can um, lead them into the playoffs to where they currently sit. The second story of the day comes from the NBA, and it is involving the consistent trade rumors around James Harden of the Houston Rockets. Um, James Harden has been in a few interesting situations this offseason, to say the least. And now that we come into the beginning of the NBA season as we just began play about a week and a half ago, 
the James Harden situation becomes increasingly more interesting to me as the days go by. Um, a lot of chatter about him possibly going to the Brooklyn Nets, which would be very difficult to make happen. But if it did make happen and you know the Nets were really loaded with that star power that they already have and would add to that with James Harden, um, that would be a very scary team to beat in the Eastern Conference, let alone the whole NBA. Um, but I do see, you know, a realistic situation where Houston um, trades James Harden to Philadelphia um, in exchange for someone like Ben Simmons, a young player um, who has a lot of potential. Um, ben Simmons obviously is one rookie of the year, very good defensive player. Um, so he has a lot of talent as well. But I just, I just think that the ceiling for James Harden on the Sixers and and how that opens up the floor for them um, would just do them a world of good. So I I actually think if if James Harden were to be moved to Philadelphia in the coming weeks, um, they would he would get acclimated very quickly, and they would have a lot of success. And I think they would vault to my favorite in the Eastern Conference um, immediately. So I'm very interested to see what the Houston Rockets do. They're kind of in a weird spot. Um, you know, they do have John Wall, they do have DeMarcus Cousins, so they do have some good impact players for them to kind of win now. But they still kind of feel like a team who, to me, is still trying to find a a driven championship identity, um, and they may not be able to find that with James Harden on their team as difficult as it is to get rid of a player of that caliber. So just very interested to see what the Rockets decide to do um, if James Harden is moved soon and what the NBA will look like if that move happens. And our third and final Searcy storyline of the day comes from the world of college football Transitioning into the NFL, as we have found out that the Jaguars will officially have the first overall pick in this year's NFL draft, which means that most likely Trevor Lawrence will be a Jacksonville Jaguar. Um, Trevor Lawrence, a quarterback of the Clemson Tigers, currently in the college football playoff um, at this very moment and playing just as good as he always has. Um, I heard on Colin Coward's show um, this week that he was talking about how Trevor Lawrence is what he believes to be the best college quarterback he, he has ever seen in his lifetime. So my lifetime may not be as long as Colin Coward's, but I can also agree with him that I I have not seen or remember a college quarterback who has impressed me more on a consistent basis at an unbelievable level than Trevor Lawrence has. Um, and I think that that will really spice up the quarterback play in the AFC South as you currently have Ryan Tannehill on the Tennessee Titans who has been playing at an awesome level this year played really well last year and I would continue expect that to continue into next season Um, the Indianapolis Colts are in an interesting spot with Phillip Rivers currently at QB he's had a decent season um, but you know there are rumblings of them um, you know looking at a a deal for somebody like Carson Wentz from the Philadelphia Eagles Um, a young player that they can develop. They also do have jo- Jacoby Brissett on the roster, who is also a solid option. And, of course, in Houston, you have Deshaun Watson. And despite um, their poor season overall, um, Deshaun Watson is, has had a great season and is a very, very good quarterback in the NFL. And so that division with Trevor Lawrence being thrown into Jacksonville, and I don't really think actually, in my opinion, that Jacksonville is too far away from being a competitive football team at this very point in time. Um, they do have some things they need to address, such as the offensive line. 
um, and really did the, both lines, offensive and defensive line, are um, big areas of of concern for them at the moment. But if they can really stack the lines, um, get some pressure on the quarterback on defense, and be able to protect Trevor Lawrence if he is who they select number one overall. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars could be very interesting as well, and that would really, really, really tighten things up in the AFC as as there's currently nine, ten teams in my opinion that that really are you know playoff contenders and and can can make some noise. So I'm really interested to see how Trevor Lawrence performs in these last couple games um, in the college football playoff. Um, I, I would assume he would declare for the draft. And if we see him in Jacksonville, we could be in for quite the divisional showdown between those quarterbacks that I discussed. And just in the NFL in general, it would bring a big wave and a a new big face to the league. And going along with the topic of the crazy AFC and just the NFL's competitiveness in general, I want to shift gears to my NFL playoff predictions. Um, I know that this weekend we will find out the set playoff picture, um, but I do want to make my predictions, and I will make them based on the current standings, um, which would be the Kansas City Chiefs getting the first round by in the AFC with the Bills would be the two-seed playing the seven-seed Browns, the three-seed Steelers versus the six-seed Ravens, and the four-seed Titans versus the fifth-seed Dolphins. And then in the NFC, we would have the Green Bay Packers with a first-round bye, and then the two-seed Saints playing the seven-seed Chicago Bears, three-seed Seahawks versus the six-seed LA Rams, and the four-seed Washington football team versus the fifth-seeded Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I'm just going to make my predictions game by game based on that current playoff picture and make our way closer and closer to Super Bowl Sunday, which is just over a month away, believe it or not. So game number one, we will start in the AFC, and we would have the Cleveland Browns traveling to Buffalo, New York to face the Bills. Um, I do think that the Bills would win this game pretty handily. Um, I love the way that the Bills are moving the ball on offense, especially through the air. Josh Allen has had an MVP type of season. Stephon Diggs, um, shout out to Stephon Diggs. Um, He helped me win my fantasy football championship this year. He's been an absolute dog this year and really led their offense so well. And their defense has played very solid. Um, going along with that, and um, I just see they're just they're just on a roll right now, and and uh, and with Cleveland having some question marks, um, just lost to the New York Jets um, this last week. Um, I just I just don't see the Browns going into Buffalo and really putting up too much of a challenge for Buffalo, and I have the Bills winning this game by a score of twenty eight to thirteen. The next game we would have is the Ravens at the Steelers, which is quite the divisional matchup for the first round of the playoffs. Um, And I actually will have Baltimore. I think that Baltimore would win this game. Um, Baltimore has been playing very well as of late. The offense is moving very well, um, running the ball incredibly efficiently, as they always seem to do. Um, The defense is playing better um, at this time of the year. Um, And and the Steelers have just really struggled lately. just kind of all over the place. They had a nice comeback win in Indianapolis last week, but other than that, um, those previous three games were just kind of a mess. Um, they still have some issues to deal with, some injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so I, I would have the Ravens going into Pittsburgh and winning this game by a score of 27-23. to 23. 
And the final game of AFC Wildcard Weekend would be the Miami Dolphins traveling to Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Titans. And I would have Tennessee winning this game pretty handily. Tennessee is a team that I really like fundamentally. I think that they're coached very well by head coach Mike Vrabel. Um, I really love the way that Ryan Tannehill has played this year. Um, been very efficient in the passing game, and, and Derrick Henry has been the beast that he normally is, leading the league in rushing yards. Um, so the Titans have a very balanced offensive attack, um, very consistent. Um, their defense has been pretty solid. Malcolm Butler and Kevin Byard have had a good year on the back end. And I think Tennessee would handle this this game pretty comfortably at home. Um, I would have Tennessee winning this game by a score of 34-17. to 17. Moving across the conferences to the NFC, the first game of NFC Wildcard Weekend as it currently stands would be the Chicago Bears traveling to New Orleans to face the Saints. Um, I really like how the Saints are playing right now. Um, Drew Brees is coming back from his injury. He hasn't looked his complete sharpest, but um, but they have looked pretty good. Nonetheless, um, I do like the Saints a lot. Um, the Bears really have a lot of question marks in my opinion even with better play from Mitch Trubisky lately I still don't know if I trust him completely running the offense um, so I am going to give this game to the New Orleans Saints at home uh, by a score of 34 to 21. The next game on the slate for the NFC wildcard weekend would be the LA Rams traveling to Seattle to face the Seahawks. Um, I, this, this is a really tough game for me to choose because I think the Seahawks have a lot of potential. Um, their defense is, in, is a bit inconsistent, but I do think that they have what it takes to defeat a, you know, a, a fundamentally sound Rams team. Um, my concern, um, is with the Rams is consistency in the offensive side of the ball. Um, there's just been there's been some games where Jared Goff has looked great this year, and some games where he just has been really iffy. Um, and 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 at the end of the day, quarterback play is one of the most important things, especially in the clutch. And Russell Wilson has shown over and over again that he can be very clutch. So I do think this would be a very close game um, with a Russell Wilson game-winning drive at the end. Um, and so I'm going to go with Seattle winning that game by a score of 30 to 27. And the last game in the NFC wildcard slate would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to the nation's capital to face the Washington football team. As much as people have joked about the NFC East this year um, being a terrible division, which they've had definitely their share of struggles, um, Washington does have a lot of positives to their team. Um, Their defense has played really solid this year. They've had a really solid running game led by Antonio Gibson, um, who has had... Um, 11 rushing scores this year, um, which is very impressive. Um, however, their questions at qu- their questions at quarterback um, really, you know, they just released Dwayne Haskins the other day after he just started for them. Um, Alex Smith is kind of in and out with his his with some injuries, um, and so Taylor Heineke may be the starting quarterback for them um, going forward. Uh, the QB question marks are a little bit too much to overcome, and Tampa Bay has played better in the last few weeks. They had a rough patch in the middle of the season here about a month ago or so, uh, but they're starting to kind of figure out their own again. Um, Tampa Bay has a really solid offense, um, of course, led by Tom Brady, and their defense has been very solid as well, very good defensive line uh, with Jason Pierre-Paul and Dominic and Sue. So um, I do see Tampa Bay winning this game pretty handily, um, no matter who the quarterback is for Washington. Um, and I will have Tampa Bay winning this game by a score of 28-10. to 10. 
Now heading into the divisional rounds, we would have the Kansas City Chiefs playing the Baltimore Ravens in Kansas City. Um, and I do think that Kansas City would come out on top in this game. Um, Kansas City does play very well against Baltimore. Um, the last couple of seasons when they faced Lamar Jackson, they've had very good success in being able to contain him, um, and the Chiefs' offense is something to be reckoned with, um, and I think that the Chiefs will keep it rolling um, pretty simply and win this game by a score of 27-14. to 14. The other game that would be on the slate for the divisional round of the playoffs in the AFC would be the Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans in Buffalo. And I I am really at a crossroads for this game because Buffalo has been quite on a roll, but I really just I really think that the Titans are so fundamentally sound and I, I just really like the way that they play football. Um, so I'm just gonna go with the the style that I think is really fits well for the playoffs and longevity, um, and I'm going to pick the Tennessee Titans to actually win this game in an upset. Um, Ryan Tannehill, like I have said, um, is just playing so consistent, and I really value that consistency going, um, and you know deep into the playoffs and, and needing that consistent production. Um, Josh Allen has been great this year. Um, but I, I, ju- I just think that the Titans balance attack on both sides of the ball, um, and, and Derrick Henry will probably do very well um, in a game like that. Uh, Buffalo's run defense has had some tough games this year, so I, I just think that the Titans will consistently be able to provide pressure on offensive and defensive sides of the ball. Um, and... And it should be a very close and competitive game. Um, I could very well be wrong about this one, but I'm going with my gut, and my gut is telling me Tennessee over Buffalo by a score of 30-28. to 28. Heading over to the NFC's divisional round games, we would have the Green Bay Packers taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Green Bay, Wisconsin at Lambeau Field. Um, I do think the Packers probably have the best home field advantage in terms of weather for this for the playoffs, um, out of any team that would have home home playoff games, um, I think that Green Bay would handle business pretty well against Tampa. Um, Green Bay has played a lot better than than last year, in my opinion. Despite Green Bay, you know, making it to the NFC Championship game last year, um, they they just impressed me a lot more this year. Aaron Rodgers has been amazing. Devonte Adams has been amazing. Aaron Jones does really well to complement um, the offense in the run game. Um, their offensive line has been steady and sturdy, um, and their defense has been very solid as well. Um, secondary is is very impressive in Green Bay, so I I, th- I think that Green Bay would handily win this game, um, and I'll go with the score of thirty eight to seventeen. And the other NFC divisional round game that would be taking place would be the Seattle Seahawks taking on the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans, and as I continue to reiterate how important consistent quarterback play is for me, um, I just think that the that Russell Wilson will be able to handle that very well. Um, Drew Brees, as we know, has come back from a pretty brutal um, rib injury um, the past month or so, and he's looked inconsistent in these two games back that he's had so far. Um, And I just think that the consistency that Russell Wilson can bring on the offensive side of the ball um, will pose a big threat to New Orleans defense, who has been – Good, but not amazing this year. Um, so I'm going to go with Seattle by a score of 27 to 26 over New Orleans. 
Now heading into the AFC and NFC championship games. In the AFC, we would have the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Tennessee Titans. And I do think that the Kansas City Chiefs would win this game um, in a rematch of last year. And the Chiefs just continued to impress me on both sides of the ball. And Tennessee is very impressive to watch, um, very consistent on both sides of the ball. But I just think that the consistency plus that the overall firepower that a team like Kansas City has is going to be too much for Tennessee to handle in that game. So I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs over the Tennessee Titans by a score of 28-21, to which would give the Chiefs back-to-back Super Bowl appearances. And in the NFC Championship game, we would have the Green Bay Packers taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I do think this is where the Seahawks run will come to an end. Um, I just think that their defensive question marks will be a little bit too much to overcome. And as good of a player as Russell Wilson is, um, I I don't think that he will be able to overcome those issues. Um, I think that the Green Bay offense will continue to thrive as they have all season and win that game pretty comfortably by a score of 34-13, to sending the Packers to the Super Bowl. And finally, we have made it to the Super Bowl prediction, and I have the Kansas City Chiefs playing the Green Bay Packers. And I think this will be an this would be an awesome game to watch if it does come true. Um, Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers are two of the MVP favorites this year, and they have both played exceptionally well all season. Um, both offenses and defenses have been very impressive all year. Um, and I think that 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 game would provide a lot of fireworks on both sides of the ball. Um, but I would have the Chiefs winning that game by a score of 36 to 28 which means not only back-to-back Super Bowl appearances for the Kansas City Chiefs, but back-to-back Super Bowl victories. Now I just want to give everyone a quick reminder to make sure that you are taking good care of yourself, whether that be physically, emotionally, mentally, socially, whatever it may be. Uh, Make sure that you are um, doing the right things and taking the right actions to put yourself in the right positions for yourself, for everyone around you. Um, you know, as, as we know throughout the COVID-19 pandemic that we've been dealing with and everything else that's going on in our world, um, we just have to make sure that we kind of look ourselves in the mirror every day and just check in with ourselves and those around us, um, that, you know, everybody's doing well and and that we can, um, control what we can control and, and, and do good things and be better every day. So I just, um, I just remind you to make sure you're taking good care of yourself today, tomorrow, and throughout the future. And finally, for today's show, um, I wanted to kind of give a quick NBA season outlook and recap the first couple weeks of play and things that have really stuck out to me the most. Um, The first being that the Brooklyn Nets look very scary if they have everyone available. Um, Not only do they have the star power of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, who have both looked exceptional through their first five or six games so far this year, um, they have... A lot of a lot of really good depth, um, including Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, um, players like Karis LeVert, Landry Shamet, Joe Harris, Torian Prince, Jeff Green. The list goes on and on. Um, they have a deep team and an explosive team who I think is a quite the force to be reckoned with this season in the NBA. Next up, we have the Golden State Warriors. Um, and they really just miss Clay Thompson a lot. Um, and Draymond Green, um, you know, the absence of those two guys and what they can do for their team. Um, Clay Thompson is just a bucket. Um, he's just an unbelievably talented scorer. And, uh, you know, we wish that he recovers quickly and, and well. Um, but 
for now. Um, the Warriors really miss you know that that second scorer to complement Steph Curry, and Draymond Green's facilitating the team. Um, and and you know they are two and two right now, um, but they they just they just really don't look like the same team that they once were. Um, and I know that they had a rough season last year, and they basically had everybody out with injuries then as well. Um, but I was really excited to see a Warriors team that was back to quote unquote full strength um, with Steph, Clay, Draymond, and company. Um, but for now, I think the Warriors are still building towards the future, um, and it just stinks that we don't get to see you know their full potential that they probably would have this year. Next up is that the Toronto Raptors and the Milwaukee Bucks both were pretty high favorites for me in in the Eastern Conference going into the season, and they both have had their fair share of struggles to start the season, um, which I've been very, very surprised about. Um, the Bucks have just been inconsistent offensively. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo still has struggled with his shot, and despite the fact that they have added pieces like Drew Holiday to their offense, it just hasn't quite had the spark that I think that I expected. Um, and the Raptors have just been just a big question mark. Um, I, every game that I've watched, even uh, their win the other night, um, they just have not looked very impressive to me, very cohesive. Um, the offense is just kind of all over the place, um, and and they really need to kind of hone in and figure out um, what they need to do going forward. Um, I'm not I'm not completely worried about the the Bucks or the Raptors at this point, um, in terms of you know that they are you know not going to be a playoff team in the Eastern Conference or anything like that, but um, they, they both have some issues that need to be addressed on the offensive side of the ball, and they need to figure definitely figure it out sooner than later. On a positive note for some contenders, um, the LA powerhouses of the Clippers and the Lakers both look very spectacular as, as expected. Um, the additions of um, Serge Ibaka for the Clippers and Montrezl Harrell, Marc Gasol, um, and others for the Lakers um, have both just added... Um, some new pieces on both sides of the ball offensively and defensively that have really helped them um, just just strengthen strengthen their abilities and and their teams and I'm really excited to see them go go out at the season um, I I won't put a prediction down that I think that both LA teams will meet in the Western Conference Finals um, because we all know how that happened to the Clippers last year where they should have, and then the Clippers blew their 3-1 lead. But I do think that right now um, those two LA teams are definitely my favorites to um, beat meet in the Western Conference Finals. Um, but the one team I would say to look out for is the Phoenix Suns. Man, that is a fun team. It's a really fun team. Um, Chris Paul's leadership is always very important. He's playing at a, at a high level still. I'm in his mid-30s. Devin Booker has been playing great. I mean, he's a great number one option to have in this league. Um, can score in a lot of ways. Um, guys like Bridges and Dario Saric and DeAndre Ayton have been complementing the offense as well. Um, and they just re- really are a fun team to watch and can be very explosive. And, and going going off of their undefeated time in the bubble um, earlier this year in 2020, um, now leading into this season where they've been off to a great start at a record of 4-1, and one, which is tied for the top of the Western Conference. Um, I do think the, the Suns could be a sneaky team to beat and can give those L.A. teams a run for their money. And with that, that concludes today's episode. Thank you so very much for listening, and remember that you can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube under the name The Searcy Sports Show, and you can find the show on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the same name. 
Until next time, this has been your host, Nelson Searcy, signing off.